0: Gentlemen, it is that time. Finally, after many a years, destiny has come through. I am Chase, and welcome to the Coyote Fitness Podcast. With me is Benjamin derrick Benjamin, say hi. Hi. Now you could talk some more. Keep yeah. Going. So um, I,
1: many a year that was like a I don't know it was an introduction to an epic novel or something. That's, I don't know what it's about, man. This is epic. I feel like this podcast is going to be epic talking about fitness and especially with the uh, Coyote CrossFit guys, some friends of mine. We've got Chris Allen and Hunter Owen in the studio. To talk about, guys, a little bit about fitness, a lot about life, a little bit about what our strategies, we got a, a pour going on in the microphone a right over in the background. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little bit about life strategy. It's basically going to be just a window into the mind of uh, these two men, which for some people could be exciting, for other people, uh, a little bit scary.
0: Bit of a nightmare.
1: Yeah. So why don't we start off with this, guys? I'd like to uh, kind of hear your perspective, and, and either one of you could chime in here, what was your motivation behind a behind microphone and getting this out into the open? What are you hoping to accomplish with this Cody Fitness podcast?
2: Uh well, I think we, you know, Chris and I we've we've been in in CrossFit for a while. We've been in training for a long time and we've learned a lot and we want to put that information out there. Uh we we thought it'd be a good time doing it and we thought we could have have a good time giving giving you guys some fun information and uh as well as uh keeping it light with some pop culture as well (laughs) who are you by the way I am, uh, this is Hunter, Hunter Owen. Uh, I'm owner of uh, Coyote CrossFit. Nice. Very cool.
1: Yeah, so I think probably what most people believe about guys that are running gyms, no offense, because your biceps are much larger than Chase's. I don't, <laughs> don't want you to get angry here, but uh, <laughs> most now. people assume about guys that run gyms. For now. Yeah, for now. That, um, <laughs> hey, we just walk in, and especially in uh, the genre of CrossFit for, for exercise, we just pull a workout out of the uh, the bingo tray, and we, we get after it. But you guys, you put a lot of thought behind what you do at Coyote Coyote, and this is a chance for us to maybe to get that out in the open and also help people not just in the genre of, of CrossFit but people who are looking to be physically fit uh, to discover a good approach to that how comprehensive that approach needs to be would you say that's a fair assessment
2: yeah yeah definitely I think so I mean uh, most people think you know uh, that that guys in the gym are are saying, you know, education is important, but big biceps is more important or, you know, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, you know, yeah, Chris and I, we spend a lot of time. We, we do a lot of research. We, we read, we listen to podcasts. we we're always looking for something to, uh, to learn about every day. We love to learn and we want to convey that, that knowledge out there. But, uh, yeah, w- that's the biggest thing. You know, we want to help people live healthy lives and, uh, any way that we can do that, whether it's in the gym or whether it's just giving them a couple of tidbits that they can use on their own uh, is, is what we're here for. Especially in Mississippi, I mean, we have to admit we're
1: uh, the. Podcast the studio here is in Mississippi, and we fight this a lot. Uh, you know, we have a reputation of being lazy, lazy people. The only thing we're first in is obesity. But there's a movement going on in our in our culture, at least in, in our town specifically, and I would say probably statewide, where people are waking up to this idea that being physically fit is a, a worthy endeavor. Uh, but there's just not a lot of information out there, and the information that is out there to the average Joe uh, feels inaccessible. One thing that I appreciate about uh, our approach at Cody is that of course you guys are focused on the process but what's so incredible is to see the results that come out from people so although most people that participate in in our gym specifically they're not really diving down into the metrics of how we get there they are appreciating pretty pretty good results and I know enough about you Chris to know that that's a really important thing to you I'd love for you to speak to that for a minute just you see people men and women go through this transformation from the first day that they walk in scared to death. that they're going to have to do a pull up or jump on a box to really in very short time a number of weeks turning into uh people who see themselves as
3: athletes and a lot of that is is your responsibility you take that pretty serious yeah absolutely i really like what you said earlier too though about a window into our minds Mm. bring only what you need to survive (laughs) Right. (laughs) but uh yeah i was really excited when um Uh, When we started talking about doing this, because you only get so much time to work with people when you when you see them only an hour, an hour a day. And now you uh, now I really get a chance to kind of kind of fill in the gaps with uh, what I'm telling them in class and what uh, what I would like for them to know and uh, how kind of really dive in more, uh, more into how fitness Goes well beyond just what we do in our uh, in our space you know what i mean how it how it carries over to real life what we can take what you can take from the lessons you learn in the gym and how it can carry over into your everyday life and make you a uh, make you a better uh, better person husband wife parent friend all that good stuff yeah, I
1: can see in y'all's approach, this is a big part of what you're after, even with the, the questionnaire that goes out to the athlete of the month that you guys do on, on a monthly basis. One of the questions is, how is this form? How is this exercise? How has CrossFit affected your life? outside of the gym and I think that's a really important question for y'all I mean the the unique thing at Cody is that you guys are building elite level athletes but you have just as much of a concern for the person who has decided to, to get off the couch or has made the lap around all other local gyms and just can't find motivation but what they're really looking for is something to jumpstart their life but they just don't have the relationships or the knowledge to be able to do that you guys are doing a lot of work behind the scenes to make fitness approachable and especially to make CrossFit approachable because I think we have to call this out. It is a pretty challenging form of exercise, but you guys make it extremely approachable. You're in for the long game, long game, strong game, and you see people become different people. And the things that that we celebrate on the athlete side is not, well – Uh, I got this particular time on Fran. I reduced my time on Fran by this many minutes, although we do celebrate that. The things that we sit around and talk about at Coyote are, man, my life is going better in in this way. My marriage is getting better. My job is getting better. I've got more self-discipline. I mean, it is really a transforming experience for people to get involved in this level of exercise. And I, I think as I listen to you guys talk or as I have over the past couple of years, part of what plays into this is your background and your story of coming of age and sports being a big part Of that and how sports affected your life in general i'd love to hear and i'd love for our audience to hear just a little bit about this maybe starting with you hunter how you were able to use sports and the lessons from sports to transfer into your life and how that brought you to a place of kind of mini crisis in your life as sports was coming to a close and you adopted crossfit as a form of exercise those things that you learned inside of the fitness world that have helped you be the man that you are today
2: yeah, for sure. You know, I'll try to keep this short. I think we're going to, you know, do a, a more in-depth background on each of us at a, at a later date. But, you know, basically I grew up uh, playing sports uh, from five years old. I was playing sports year-round. I can remember laying in bed on Saturday mornings, like wearing my, my soccer uniform, just excited, like waking up at five o'clock in the morning. I just can't wait to go out there and play. So I grew up playing uh, baseball, uh, soccer, basketball football, track, you know, pretty much anything that was going on at the time I played. And I played uh, all through high school, went on to play baseball in college. And then I played a couple years of professional baseball after that. Uh, about the time that m- my career was coming to a close, uh, I was, like you said, I was kind of lost. You know, my whole life I had been been—I'd want- wanted to be a professional baseball player. And when it was, you know, showing that I wasn't going to be in the cards, I was kind of lost for a little while. Uh, that's when I found CrossFit. That was, uh, August, 2010. Uh, I think Chris and I started about the same time and, uh, my friend, uh, Josh Parks had uh Mississippi CrossFit and he invited me to come. I knew him, him through baseball and I, I just fell in love with it, man. It, it was, it was something completely different. I've been lifting weights pretty consistently since about seventh grade. Um, and this was just something different completely. I tried to go back to the old way of working out and, and it just wasn't working uh shortly after that i found out that you could compete in crossfit and uh i did my first competition i fell in love with it after that um started um doing the crossfit open qualified for regionals uh for four years in a row and you know that kind of became my my main focus was um uh qualifying for the crossfit games around you know a couple years later uh decided to open up uh coyote we opened up in march 2013 um, there was a lot of different reasons I did it. Um, but you know, I think through the process, uh, you find out a lot about yourself and about what you really want. Um, maybe some selfish reasons at the beginning have changed to where I just want to see people, um, live a healthy life because I see the difference that CrossFit can make in other people's lives. I see how much how they're in a better mood all the time. They have more energy. They can do things they couldn't do in the past. I see it with my my parents. Uh, They both feel better than they have in years through, through doing CrossFit. And so that, you know, that's that's I think that's what attracts me most to the CrossFit is that, yes, it is. Scary, and we people. That's the first thing people always say. I don't think I could do that. They they've seen the CrossFit Games, or they see somebody walking around um, who just looks, you know, like a superhuman, pretty much. I apologize for that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably make it difficult for people to go join. If up. Ben would would wear just long a sleeve shirts. Si- if yeah. Ben would wear a size large instead of a, a size youth youth large <laughs> <laughs> when he's walking around. I have perfected this medium, right? So he wouldn't
1: can, scare off the clients. You piqued my curiosity a little bit yeah. because most of the the people that are listening to this from the start will know you as the guy that's got to sign from the games and and qualifying and all that. And they see you do these uh, crazy workouts and you too, Chris, but I'm curious to see if you could walk back, take me back just a little bit to that first CrossFit workout where you, you referenced it a lot where, man, I was hooked, but I kind of want to, I just, to make myself feel better i just want to be able to hear a story of hunter laying on the ground like just begging for his life then because he redlined in a workout and he'd never done something like that before did you have that experience like the fight uh, I, don't rem-
2: I don't remember like actually like getting whooped by a workout i do remember i didn't really understand the whole time aspect and so he just told me what we we're doing and i just kind of did it and I, I didn't really get the fact that it was a competition and so I kind of did that for a couple of weeks and I was just kind of, I, I don't care what my time is. I'm just going to get a good workout, but I will never, never forget this. We were doing this workout and it had pull-ups and running and I can't remember what else. And there was this girl in my class. She was pregnant. She was probably six or seven months pregnant, had a big old belly and she beat me on the workout. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, hold on, man. Later, I'm not, man, I'm not going down like that. Apparently I'm doing something wrong <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah. So that's when I started started getting serious, and I started asking Josh, like, you know, what's going on? You know, I, I think I need to start working on this. Like, tell me tell me more about it. And then uh, he started talking to me about my diet, and, and things started changing quickly. Uh, But I'll I'll never forget that image of me still going and her doing pull-ups and then finishing the workout. And it looks like she's got a basketball under her shirt, you know. (laughs) That's great, man. But but I I can't remember a specific one where being wiped out. I do remember, you know, every workout, they were hard. But, you know, it was one of those things where I I was used to pushing myself hard in in training through through sports and stuff. So it wasn't really anything super different than what I've been doing before. Um, But it was – every workout felt different. I do remember that. And, um, man, it just, it was, it was, it hooked me. It hooked me. I, there was one or two times I almost had to pull over on the drive home because I was going to throw up, you know, but, uh, that's, awesome. but that's what we love about yeah, it. That
1: kind of matches my story of not being able to uh, put on my own deodorant after my first cro- true CrossFit <laughs> workout, but we're not going to go into that story. So Chris, that kind of parallels your story a little bit as well. You were a collegiate athlete and knew what it was like to push yourself physically, but I, I'd love to hear some of the details about, you know, how your background affected your approach to CrossFit, maybe how it's affected your approach as a coach reaching into people's lives because as we're discussing here a little bit just to get started uh CrossFit in general just takes kind of this level of courage to approach. There's a lot of fear. And I know that both of you guys actually handle this, but uh, Chris, as you're in these classes and you have people walk in and they've got that death grip on the water bottle, you know, and the brand new pair of shoes and the yeah. knee sleeves and the elbow sleeves and the gloves. And, you know, it's just everybody kind of starts the same way. Like, do I have what it takes to do this? And you have a, a really unique ability to take people across that threshold. And I'm just wondering, does that have something a little bit to do with? with your story your journey through sports and athletics being able to face that fear and get past it
3: oh yeah absolutely um yeah lo- uh, like you said I was I was fortunate enough to play uh, to play college football and I did uh I did all all team sports uh growing up and um, that was one of the things that really attracted me to CrossFit was when I when you walk into the gym it's not like uh, I mean yeah you're going in there to work on yourself but you're also going in there and joining a a community that you can uh that you can suffer with and build bonds with but uh the way uh the way i kind of the way i got into it when i when i first got to uh to college i went to uh to bellhaven university here in jackson and um um i mean we we lifted weights in high school but it was never anything really serious we didn't have a whole lot of direction with that so uh and that's true of so many of us, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we
1: were exactly. thrown into a weight room, but we were doing everything all wrong. Yeah.
3: Still applies today. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, uh, so when I got to Bellhaven, they, uh, they had just hired, it was their first ever full-time strength coach that they had hired. And he ended up being a really good one. He's in, he's the best coach I've ever had in any sport, regardless. Uh, still to this day, uh, his name was Bo Sandoval and, uh, he was uh, he was the first uh, the first guy that i've ever had that is actually uh that actually kind of you know shown me that there is a that there is a progression to uh uh to athletic improvement and stuff like that and i just i fell in love with the process so much i mean i can remember in college um if i like if i caught a, if i had a nice catch or a nice block or something like that it just so paled in comparison to the way I felt the first time that I that I back squatted like four hundred or something like that. You know, it, I remember just being, you know, on cloud nine after something like that happened. And I realized, especially, especially my last couple of years playing ball, that I really, I truly, I loved training more than what I was actually training for. You know, I was, I was training at the time to you know become a better football player and you know and and that was fine but the uh if I, if I were to make a play in football it would not get me as excited as actual seeing actual improvement in the weight room if i see my squat go up or if i see my 40 time go down and um i really i loved uh, this coach that i had and how like you know he had answers and i was like no no way you can you can take me from here to here how you know and uh so I fell I fell in love with that and um and that's when I really when it really hit me that you know man I need to I need to be a coach and uh I thought I was going to be I thought I was going to be a football coach. That was um that was my original uh, my original plan and uh that's what I said uh what I set out to be uh not long after uh me and Hunter uh, met at uh, at Mississippi CrossFit the first thing I was going to go that I was going to do was go coach football and I did for a year and didn't really, I didn't really care for it. Didn't, uh, it just didn't, did not scratch that itch. And after that, I had an opportunity to start coaching at this, uh, at this CrossFit gym at Mississippi CrossFit. And it didn't take long for me to realize, like, man, I, I found it. I've, yeah. uh, I found my niche. This is what I need to be doing. And, um, um, uh, and even, and even still, it still kind of carries over I me. And I'm training and I want to be the best, uh, the best CrossFitter that, uh, that I can, but I still, I still love training more than I actually love competing.
1: Yeah, and I see that. I see that. And I think what I'm, and as I'm hearing both of your answers, I really uh, am enjoying what I'm picking up on here is that, this podcast actually is trying to do that very thing. What you guys were talking about in your story, uh, it turns out to be an expansion of influence. I mean, you could have been a professional baseball player and you would have had a certain level of influence. Uh, but now owning this box, you have even more potential for influence over hundreds of people at a very intimate level, being able to see exactly how things are tracking along, providing an environment for that to p- take place. Chris, for you, the same thing. You could be teaching a, uh, or coaching a, a high school football team or a college football team. Football team, And certainly that's an honorable goal, but the level of influence that you've been given over people's lives, it's not contained to people that could reach that level of athleticism that could promote through that system it's just anybody who's willing to sign up and face the challenge and what they're met with is this level of community and that's what this podcast is looking to do is to expand that community so the people who are going to benefit from this do not just have to do crossfit they don't have to be members at coyote they can just pull this up on their phone and they can get some really quality information to use your language hunter about how to live a healthy lifestyle that's really the goal right so uh, over the over time, we're going to be discussing more and more about the intricacies of this. We're going to get into diet. We're going to get into produ- particular ways to train and maybe pitfalls of that and the things that you guys have seen over the years that could be problematic but what i'd like to do is peel back just a little bit and talk about something more serious is that okay
2: cue oh, hey, dramatic music hey, yeah. little, cue bef- the music before we get to the serious part i think uh chris needs to tell ben what it feels like to squat 400 <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's been so long ago i forgot <laughs>
0: Right, <laughs> 500 was so long ago.
1: That's <laughs> right. Yeah, 400. That was. Uh, I think that was my second weekend. Right. Uh-huh, right. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> we won't talk about the depth. You know, <laughs> just getting out of the rack was a was a thing there. So, uh, I'll see your joke, and I'll raise you. A, uh, no, I don't. I have no joke to top that. That's,
0: that's shocking. Then that with nothing to say, I
1: know I'm slightly embarrassed. I'm glad this isn't televised. <laughs> right, we well,
0: take us to the next topic because you yeah, were okay, kind of on so that
1: road. That's right. I was trying to get us there, and then I was interrupted, so rudely interrupted. <laughs> uh, so here's something I feel like we'll let the the people who are listening get to know you guys a little better because you know we could talk about fitness uh, obviously for as long as we wanted, but I think this will give us a, as you said, Chris, a window into the mind. What I'd like to discuss are your. We're going to rank some movies. If that's all right. Because movies, what kind of movies, I think movies show people's personalities maybe more than any other thing. The type of movie that you will sit through, not only sit through, but probably purchase or watch multiple times, will tell me exactly the kind of man that you are. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't need to go to lunch and I don't need to ha- have a 50 uh, question questionnaire. <laughs> yeah. I just need to know what kind of movies you watch, right? And uh, so this will let us cut to the chase. We don't have to sit here and quote movies uh, over and over <laughs> again. But I'd like to get the top five movies you're, you, and this is going to be very opinion based. Wouldn't you? you say chase it should be yeah this isn't factual although
0: mine will be factual we'll <laughs> also be we're probably
1: gonna spend the next 40 minutes fighting about this that's all right so top five 90s movies top five 90s movies right and you know you could dip into like the uh the teenage movie genre because those were huge in the 90s
0: clause i need to establish a clause is it just 90s movies overall or like our favorite when we were in the 90s like when we were living it
1: It just shows your age that you're even asking that question. Because I was like five. (laughs) Like, let's not complicate this. 90s movies. All right. Well, it may change my list a little bit. Wherever it goes, it goes. Like, I can tell you've got performance anxiety over there. Just calm down a little bit. I'm on on ramp, man. Of course, I have performance anxiety. (laughs) All right. So who do we want to launch this off? Because it's going to result in a lot of arguing pretty quickly. Maybe we should. I feel like if we're all honest in the studio today, that Chris Allen is probably the movie buff. I mean, he speaks in movie quotes probably more than just average everyday language. These are all facts. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm not saying the Hunter doesn't have his own bank ready over there. And he's probably got a, a lengthy explanation on every choice i do but i think we should, <laughs> so we should save we should save chris because we're any when chris rolls out his list we're gonna be like oh i forgot about that one so maybe we should start with hunter
2: okay yeah. we can start with me so i took the approach on this as what movies i enjoyed watching in the 90s that i would still watch today as opposed to um maybe a movie that i didn't watch in the 90s and, and went back and watch now if that makes sense yeah, it's a highly analytical approach. I'm already <laughs> learning something more about it. It's like, uh, so maybe I, I enjoyed it then, but if, I enjoy it more now. Like you I, didn't appreciate the yeah. post. If I was too. ranking like the top five '90s movies, my list would be a little bit different. But this is more like '90s movies I enjoyed in the '90s and I still love today. And I and 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 my criteria were rewatchability. Uh, if a movie's on TV, am I going to watch it? And then quotability. Quotability's probably the number it's pretty one. Pretty big. Yeah. yeah if yeah. I can quote a, quote a movie pretty well. Uh, and get a good laugh out of it. That's going to be pretty high on the list. It's major so, list. So th- I think in
1: the I think I'm picking up on what you're saying. Like as I was going through the 90s, it was did it have a hot female in it <laughs> that I could <can> imagine <laughs> being with? But now you're like, well, this movie had some substance, and yeah. I can quote it. Okay, well yeah, yeah. I'm gonna you go ahead and talk. I'm gonna amend my list because uh, my list is full of just women that I like to look at in the <laughs> 90s. <laughs>
2: Porky's one, Porky's two, Porky's three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about those. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, I think we should do like uh, five down the one, and each person can name one at a time. You want to, you want to do it that way? Sure.
1: Yeah. So you're going to start with your number five. Yeah, and barely I, made the list.
2: Yeah, yeah. My number five is actually tied because I couldn't decide between these two movies. Uh, I went with The Sandlot and Mighty Ducks for fifth place. Tied. Uh, Man, bo- Sandlot gets fifth bo- place. Both, That's both, nuts. Both are, both are pretty similar uh one's baseball one's one's uh hockey uh man those are great movies uh I've, I've probably seen each of them at least 20 times uh i can i probably watched them multiple times in a day when i was a kid uh the sandlot is just a classic classic baseball movie a lot of good quotes uh, uh, squints, squintes, uh, <laughs> Wendy peppercorn, for <laughs> Wendy peppercorn. Speaking of speaking of girls, you wanted to be with in your kid, right? Wendy no peppercorn. No joke, <laughs> no joke. When they went to slow mo, when she's sitting in
1: that
0: lifeguard chair, I'm like lotioning and lotioning.
2: <laughs> oh man, oh and then mighty ducks, man. What kid? Ca- Emilio Emilio <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Miracle yeah. Man oh what a great movie so uh, yeah I couldn't decide between those two so I just tied them both for fifth place
1: so you actually set this part of the podcast and you said top five but you, now you have your top I already, six I already broke the rules you already <laughs> no, broke no, your no, own no. rules
2: no top five set, so tie, top tie five for fifth.
1: so you would watch half of The Sandlot and turn that <laughs> off and then watch the <laughs> last half of my I would just skip
2: whatever week. I'm doing the next four hours and watch them both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, <terrible>. that's <laughs> fair it's all
0: one movie alright so do you, do you have your five, Chase, number five? I do. Uh, I went in a very different direction with my fifth pick, but that's okay because it also just barely made the cut, but it was worthy of it, and that's true lies. Something about Arnold Schwarzenegger just killing people consistently for like the last 25 minutes of a movie— you can't beat it that does it for you that does, that does <laughs> so it for so a dramatic
1: loss of life
0: <laughs> just as quick as possible <laughs> just gone so so don't, don't act witty, like a
2: witty witty comment yeah <laughs> right, <you're> right.
0: <laughs> it was obviously written for him <laughs> a
3: hilarious pun <laughs> <laughs> don't act like that movie goes anywhere beyond the Jamie Lee Curtis scene for you. <laughs> mm,
1: very mm-hmm. true I feel like when uh, when Arnold has a quote or is trying to roll off something, he's kind of like the the male Paula Abdul. Like you can tell somebody wrote this and handed it to him. And I don't like, think Chase knows who Paula Abdul
0: is. No, no, no. American
1: Idol said it Before me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man, so that's how you know her. You didn't see the video but then.
0: All that garbage animated music video.
1: Mm, there was fun? there was one before that that kind of hooked every male in in, in, in the nineties.
0: I didn't think she could sing very I'll, well. I'll so show it to you later.
1: She, Nobody you. cared how she sings. That's, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. So, That's row number genius. five. I love how we're apologizing for our number five pick. We're all just kind of posturing, like throwing a movie out hey, everybody's there. Everybody's
0: number five is their guilty pleasure. Movie <laughs> the 90's? All
1: right. So, my number five, man. This is gonna. I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to say it anyway, and I, I'm going to have to defend myself. I know, so I'm prepared for that. My number five was The Matrix.
0: Ew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I know. Everybody's like wow, mm, wow, Keanu wow. Reeves. Listen, when that movie <laughs> came out. Yeah. Whoa. There's a bomb on the bus. (laughs) No, it's not. It's the other one. Not that movie, the other one. Yeah, so um, that movie was pretty revolutionary when you talk about how movies were made and what they were able to present to the audience. And just, it's pretty heady. So I like a movie that makes me think, and that movie really made me think, you know, the blue pill, red pill. So it's it's my number five, um, but I thought it was pretty impressive. And I'll admit, like after I saw it, when it came out on DVD, I went to Circuit City I purchased the DVD <laughs> so I could watch it again Circuit if, no, City. if nothing else it wow. taught you how to
0: limbo properly it
1: the, changed
0: yeah. the game yes. yeah it
1: did change the game of limbo but see you remember that scene you remember the bullets cutting through the air mm. I mean that stuff was impressive I'm not going to say that the storyline is like oh my gosh I wasn't expecting that and you know the female in the movie not necessarily some, I don't even remember her name uh, but just the special <laughs> effects fair. yeah the special effects in that movie the Morpheus and all I mean Mr. Anderson, it's just, it is quotable. People were quoting The Matrix for a long time. You know, it was cool to like The Matrix at least for a minute. And then everyone started making fun of it because all the follow-up movies were pretty much garbage. But that first one, worth watching.
0: Mm. All right.
1: The Silence. Okay, we're moving on. Nobody's (laughs) nobody's jumping in. That's my number five. You haven't sold me, Ben. Okay, well, you guys aren't gonna go back and watch it. No. Okay,
3: all right, Chris, number five. Save this thing. Okay, so... I went a little bit of a different route with this. I had such a hard time making a top five, so this is what I actually did. I actually looked at the uh, the most popular '90s movies from uh, from then, and you, I really, I discovered that you can actually break these down into categories. So I picked five categories of movies. And I found what was my favorite from each category, and I gave two runner-ups for each one.
1: This is what's known as a deep dive. <laughs> so you have, you have 10. You have 10? 15, I have 15. Yes. 15 oh, my God. Exactly.
0: So you're going to list like four right now. So so, ba- so basically, like what,
3: what, I guess what I'll do, when it comes, out, when it comes to me, I'll give the, the next category, and I'll give my movies. Okay, so.
0: <laughs> I thought we should give Chris his own segment. Man, probably so. I think we, we probably need a different
3: movie podcast just for Chris. <laughs> so the first category I noticed was sports. All these kids' movies. There was a ton of sports movies back in the 90s. And my top three... Um, if Air Bud's in there, or, you're or off my the top, podcast. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I would have put that under a n- different category. But anyway, anyway <laughs> uh, the winner here is Sandlot, beating out the Mighty Ducks. Hmm. And little giants. What about little rookie giants. of the year? Oh, little
1: giants. Giants. Rookie, giants.
3: Rookie of the year. Help us, God. <laughs> R- rookie of the year is up there, but just in terms of watchability, and it, just for me, it doesn't get any better than the Sandlot. Just for just for striking a personal chord with me. I used to watch it with my dad all the time. My dad used to tell me, "It's like this is exactly what it was like for me as a kid growing up." So mm-hmm. I bet we watched it fifty times. If it's on TV, I will watch it right then. We'll Clear the afternoon,
1: so that's what made it go to the top there. I think that's respectable. I'm, I'll probably, I would ditch the matrix for, for Sandlot if it, if I were going genre based. I don't know, like, I'm so confused by your well, categories,
3: but <laughs> well, it, well, there's just so much in that movie. You got comedy, you've got drama, you've got sports, you've got like this legend thing, you with got Wendy the, peppercorn. with the dog, you have Wendy <laughs> <Yeah>. Peppercorn.
1: <laughs> that's where I stopped right there. I'm like, that's all I need <laughs> forever. Forever. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right it. now, do we discuss like all all the other of your categories and the number fives in each category? Like, there not
0: more of sports in in the list? That was number no, five I, in I your have sports. A, I have
3: a completely different category coming around.
0: So no, I, I can you, I can
3: tell you the categories now, or I can give you the next one when I it get to We got time. Okay. So a that,
1: little bit of time. A little bit of time. Yeah. Man, so this this was actually an excellent topic. I'm I'm interested. Which yes, is absolutely, it takes a lot to interest me. All right. So, <laughs> uh, we're going to number four now, Hunter's number four, mm-hmm. which we've already heard is number six. <laughs> yeah, so,
2: so, we're going to number so here's four. here's number four and four and a half. Yeah. No, number four. Uh, so this is a movie I saw in the 90s maybe once or twice, but then on rewatchability, uh, I really fell in love with It's heavyweights. Uh, the quotability on heavyweights is just through the roof. Uh, have you seen it? It doesn't yeah. get any better than
3: Ben Stiller. In yeah, the ben, ben
2: Stiller, uh, Tony Perkis, Perkisizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I do remember this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, if I, I if I didn't you see haven't it. seen it lately, you need to go back and watch it because it's hilarious. But uh, nobody plays a villain better than Ben Stiller. He's just he's he's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, when I was in high school, we watched uh, heavyweights multiple times back to back. And there's a scene when he's weight So basically he's trying to get the, he's at the fat camp and he's trying to get these kids to lose weight. And they keeps, keep. that's why I didn't they, watch they, they brought it. Uh, they bad memories. <laughs> candy in and putting on weight instead of losing weight. So they're having, and he's trying to sell this, uh, infomercial. So he's got all these cameras and <laughs> he's got them in on and he's weighing them on. They're all gaining weight instead of losing weight. So he's all pissed off. He's like, cuts the camera off. He's screaming at the kids you know, you know, I can't remember what he says. So he's like, all right, cut the cameras on. And he calls yeah. Goldberg, you know, Goldberg from, from Mighty Ducks. He calls him and he says, get on the scale. Yeah. And he just moves the scale over. He goes, get off the scale, cut the, the scale. camera. <laughs> <laughs> we, we rewound that scene and watch it over and over like
1: 20 times. So nobody plays, I think, the guy that snaps Better than Ben Stiller. Yes. No, yeah. no.
0: I, like I'm thinking Dodgeball. Like yeah. that is the epitome okay. of Ben Stiller. He's Stilly the villain. same
2: character in yeah. Dodgeball. Well, as then it sounds it, like but, it's worth the yeah, watch because oh, that went to, way over my to head. Tony Perkins is the is the original. I can't remember what his character's name in it is in Dodgeball, but it's the original one. It's so funny. White Goodman, bro. White. Goodman, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, Chris for the W-H-I-T. Yeah. <laughs> Mother <laughs> Sky, your father Earth, and your dear uncle Tony. All right, so
1: Hunter me? Hunter shows his age a little bit. We got Chase following up with his number four.
0: All right, so once again, going a very different direction, but that's all right. Stop uh, apologizing, man. Just no, I'm not. I'm I said a,
1: the Matrix. What I mean? How could you embarrass yourself? If anyone more you than should that? apologize, yeah. it's Chris. He's
0: got 67 movies. <laughs> <over there. laughs> but my number four was, I think it's it's kind of a dark horse because not many people think of it as like a top five from the 90s. But something about it just held true in my heart. But a goofy movie. That movie very underrated very underrated yeah. and just seeing like a, it's Max coming of age he's got a weird dad like we all did very <laughs> uncomfortable made you super uncomfortable with everything you did but it's nice it's a, it's a good pull through at the end you know and it's got solid jazz it fills a lot of genres which I think Chris can respect and it goes back to kind of what we
3: were talking about before we started recording about like how you don't have a whole lot of good music in movies nowadays. There's
0: a lot of good music in that movie. Excellent, excellent. Music.
1: I haven't seen it, i have to admit. I was too busy watching The Matrix.
0: <laughs> well, you are also like 47 in the 90s. So That's
1: true, yeah. I was way past uh, the coming of age in <laughs> yeah. the 90s. So my uh, my four is sandlot, so we can skip that. We've already discussed that pretty pretty clearly. So we need to go over to Chris and his 19th... <laughs> all the
0: time he can get. Yeah, with yeah. his nineteen genre.
1: So we're now we're on. I'm confused about what you're going to roll out, but I just know we're on number
3: four, and I'm throwing yeah. it over to you. Okay, the next category was martial arts. All kids, <laughs> all a, kids love all kids love a good karate movie, dude. They loved a good karate movie back in the nineties, and here is. The top three. Number one is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah It probably doesn't get more 90s in any other movie than the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is that the first one or the second one? The second. or yeah. no, I'm sorry, the first one.
2: Oh, the, the second one had, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the rapper. Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Ice. Vanilla Ice, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh
3: And that beat out for me, it beat out three ninjas, and here's the name drop, Sidekicks with Chuck Norris.
0: Oh, I didn't know anything could beat Chuck Norris. Defeated by the Ninja Turtles?
3: <laughs> the, yeah. Absolutely! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that is that's impressive. And the Three Ninjas.
1: Three Ninjas was a good
2: good. I, mm-hmm. I probably saw that fifty times when I was eight. That's
1: a that's a big that's a number. Great movie. Yeah. All right. So now we are, we're moving ahead. I feel like we gotta we gotta speed along to get three, two, one. So let's go to three here with Hunter.
2: Uh, my number three is uh, oh, Billy Madison. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. Talking about the pick. original Adam Sandler movie. There uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, so I to his list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. Quotability, uh, rewatchability, man. That's that's a, a classic.
1: Over time, I think Adam Sandler probably played out, but that particular movie was uh you know, it was pretty his, funny. his
2: first it, couple movies just will, will always be classics.
3: It went downhill bad after Mr. Deeds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when it, you know, the Saturday Night Live thing, and then he's in these movies, like, whoa, this this guy's funny. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. That's a pretty good one. Chase is steadily amending his list over here. i checking
0: dates real quick to make sure mine <laughs> falls in properly. You don't oh, game over. Game, game over. over. All, All right, right, well, let's go to yours. You seem excited. Oh, dude, it's the perfect pick. And thank you for bringing up Adam Sandler because number three is absolutely Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah, mm. I adore that movie. And for some reason, I thought it was like a 2001 movie. So I didn't even think of it. But it's 96. It was 96. before Waterboy. I didn't even know that. So Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely Happy Gilmore.
3: We could but have the, our pretty, own very heated podcast ranking Adam Sandler movies. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. yeah. sounds pre, like a good pre- idea. Yeah, I
0: think <laughs> Write be, that
1: down. that's yeah. in our future. So just quickly, favorite scene from Happy Gilmore. Is it, is it Bob Barker or...
0: Um... It's a really good one, but really anything. No, yeah, I'll stay there. Yeah, the Bob Barker scene I think is perfect because it it comes to full fruition. Okay, I like it. Yeah. All right. Good. So Adam Sandler
1: makes a surprise appearance on your list. All right. So my uh, my number three, interesting. Uh, we are on three, right? Chris has got me all confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. So we're on three. My number three was Tommy Boy. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Tommy Boy. Excellent I mean, I, if I could talk about movies that I quote even now, even to people who don't, who, <laughs> who are too young to have seen it, but I still think it's funny to quote. it. Like, I will quote Tommy Boy in a situation where I know no one's going to get it. It's just funny for it's me. It's a
0: little gift for you.
1: Yeah, it's just a little gift for me. So, and, and you can actually, there's a quote in there that you can mess up that it sounds like you're quoting right about the butcher because you messed the butcher quote up. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, a, it's just a little different category where you can quote it and not get it right. But you're actually kind of getting it right because he messes it up so much uh, in the movie. So uh, the scene where he's, you know, singing about being a maniac. I don't know. The movie Tommy Boy, I feel like will stand the test of time. It's a little bit like Dumb and Dumber, the first one, not just. Yeah. The other ones don't exist. Man. Right. Uh, we'll no, forget we those ever happened. We don't talk about those. But Tommy Boy, I think I could probably watch Tommy Boy with my sons and they, they're going to think that's funny. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that's my number three. All right. So we're over to Chris. Where do your number three?
3: All right, so yeah, I'm kind of staying with uh, my whole kids' movie deal, because that's what uh, all, all these movies that y'all are mentioning, I started enjoying a lot more a little bit later on, so I'm staying with the kids' movies here. So the next category of kids' movies that you would saw a lot back in the 90s, movies about animals, ah. where animals are the, the central character. The winner is Homeward Bound. Followed by mm. Free Willy and Beethoven. Oh,
0: Free nice. Willy, Beethoven, Beethoven. Beethoven. That, that's yeah. a dark mm-hmm. horse. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: Yeah. I forgot about all three of those movies. Those are great. <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome. But Hunter man. was that
1: code for <laughs> yeah. oh, man? Those were crap. No, no,
2: no. <laughs> I had the the Homer bound uh, cassette tape. I remember it, and it was so worn out because we watched. Oh it yeah. So much. yeah, Free, Free Willy. That was the
1: uh, speaking of music. That Michael Jackson was on that soundtrack, right?
2: Yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was. He uh, was. He Hold was. me was
3: the uh, was the song. Carry me, hold me. He can't put, it, put anything past Chris,
2: can he?
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: like, uh, yes, in yeah, fact, he was. Track number six. By uh, the track way. number six. I'm really going to back
3: Holman. myself into a corner with this uh, with this podcast. Probably, <laughs> I'm gonna have to work really, really hard. No, I think hard. a
1: lot of guys out there listening, like, man, just I have so much more respect for this guy. Like he knows about how to correctly kip. And he separates 90s movies into six or seven genres. Also a huge nerd. <laughs> right. All right, so we're pacing to the top of the list now, getting to number two. This is where it's going to get pretty serious, and I think probably we're going to have to respect to a new level. This is really personal at the top of the list. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. So we get to Hunter's number two.
2: Number two, Home Alone. Oh, uh, mm, Home Alone. Excellent I quote Home Alone on a weekly, if not daily basis. I watch it. I, I spend I, a lot of time with him. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody order me a plain cheese? <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. Les <laughs> <So> incompetent. <laughs> oh, man. I watch it every year at Christmas time. Just uh, uh, a classic, classic movie. Love it. So
1: interesting, not only is it in your top two, but it's also connected to a certain time of year. So you're you're every year you're going to watch Home Alone at, at Christmas time.
2: Oh yeah, definitely at least once, if not multiple times. And I watch it in in the summertime. I watch it in. <laughs> Heck, in <laughs> I to, I I'll frame. watch it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Christmas is just just the background. I mean, that's not the main the main part of it. You yeah. know?
1: all year long. Christmas all year long. By the way, that guy's coming back, right? Like he went off the deep end, but I think he's Macaulay he's, Culkin. Yeah, Macaulay yeah. Culkin. He's he's come back now. He's got a haircut. He's off drugs. Sure. Yeah. Still pill. Really yeah, pale. still very pale. Yeah,
2: we, we need to get him in some anywhere. CrossFit. That's what we need to do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a skinny dude. <laughs> All <right>. Says Chase. <laughs> <laughs> That's saying something, I think. <laughs> All
0: right, so I'll do my number two. Hunter and Chris changing the rules kind of allowed me to do what I'm about to do right now. And also Hunter brought up uh, Adam Sandler. So it just kind of changed the game for everything. But I have two number twos. All right. Because why not? But <laughs> the first one, Sandlot, we have... Beat that into the ground. And number two was Home Alone. Because that is second to Elf, the perfect Christmas movie. I love Elf. But second that's, second Elf. Second to Elf. Uh, you can judge you me. That's <laughs> <laughs> if he can say The Matrix in top five, <laughs> I would say elf. Don't justify your
3: poor choice by me setting the bar low. <laughs> but for, I, for the record, Die Hard 1 is the greatest Christmas movie of all time.
2: Uh, I, I can't most handle people Germans. do not
1: understand that as a Christmas movie, though. We've had this discussion At Christmas before. is
2: right around the corner. It sounds like we got to Absolutely. Yeah, I think
1: probably a good idea for CrossFit boxes everywhere is just to, to show Christmas movies on their on their flat screens where people are working out, just you know, put you in a better mood. It's Christmas time. Maybe that's something we could try. But you put Die Hard up there, and people are going to be like, "What? I thought we were showing Christmas movies."
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't <laughs> cross. And then Chris Chris. sits Christmas down and says,
1: "Let me explain. <laughs> Listen this. here. Let me explain the category this movie's in." <laughs> All right. So that, those are your those are your twos that were already taken, already occupied. Here, here's my number two that hasn't been mentioned so far that I find very surprising. And I, I hope this doesn't fall into the Matrix category or I'm just never going to talk about movies again. My number two is Braveheart.
0: Oh, yeah. That's respectable.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely better on. than Matrix. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> not only is it better than Matrix, I think it's Mel Gibson at his best, Braveheart.
0: That of The Patriot. I think it's close. I know
1: it's not historically accurate and all that stuff that people are picking on it for. But, I mean, that guy can wear a kilt like no other.
2: Um, If you don't cry at the end, I mean, you don't have a heart. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) He's getting ripped ripped apart. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he's
1: getting ripped apart. And just the, the betrayal by Robert the Bruce and the big speech about freedom. I mean, if I'm honest, that rolls around in my mind a lot, you know. Uh, it's just very motivational, and I tend to kind of go towards the genre of movies that are motivational. So Braveheart is my number two. Good thing. I know I don't. Uh, suddenly I feel very alone in the studio with all of my my choices for movies, but
0: <laughs> I think it's because I'm
1: older than everyone here. But Braveheart was pivotal for me.
0: That's a good movie,
3: Christopher. Yeah. All right. So the next category: animated movies.
1: Okay. I'm still stuck on Kung Fu.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the best animated movie from the '90s was. Toy Story, beating out, nice beating out the Lion King and Aladdin. Definitely, definitely, Aladdin yeah. was for chicks. Let's
1: be, just be straight about that. And the Lion King, well, it had Elton John. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. Toy Story <laughs> was pretty incredible. When You put Tom Hanks and animation together, and not only it also it just revolutionized animation as a, as a category.
3: Yeah, I, all the all the movies that, that people are taking their uh, taking their kids through these days, all these Pixar movies, that all started with Toy Story.
1: Yeah, pretty incredible.
3: But and it also just kind of set that set that deal where like you know now parents are going to go see these movies because they're not afraid to throw the subtle adult humor in there with it yeah that's it
1: for me like the you're watching an animated movie with your kids but there's certain things that are funny for you that your kids don't get right and that keeps you from just taking a nap at the theater right so it's pretty keeps the parents engaged
3: we are working my daughter through a lot of the disney movies and i'm always really excited when we get to a pixar one because i know that i can enjoy it too yeah yeah
1: not that you have trouble enjoying movies as we've already established i just didn't
3: like cinderella after the 12th time
1: Ah, okay, I get it. We should, yeah, we should point out Kennedy is uh, so the the princess genre and all that is.
3: It's I'm out. surprised
1: you didn't have a princess category.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? All right, so here's the here's the final reveal: the number one 90s movies for the four guys, and I'm sure we've probably offended half the world with all of our choices, <laughs> or at least I have. So we get to Hunter's number one. Drum roll, please. Yes, here it goes.
2: I mean, it's it's got to be Dumb and Dumber. Mm. I, I mean, I just don't think there's any debate on this one. Give me a second. I'll continue. Dumb and Dumber is just I mean, talk about quotability, rewatchability. Um it's hilarious. It, it, it's funny. No matter how many times you watch it, it's funny. I mean, you, you can't help but laugh. It's, I mean, you quote it. I, I quote it probably almost as much as I do Home Alone, if not more.
1: That's a big statement. Yeah. Yeah, and you can watch it year-round. It isn't attached to a particular type of year. Yeah, I think, you know, come to think of it, I do hear you say, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're w- telling me
2: there's a chance? <laughs> <More than laughs> what's all this one-in-a-million talk?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just, man, I'll tell you, when I was watching that movie, the whole thing was funny, but... I fell off the couch at the John Denver line. I mean, that, <laughs> whoever wrote that deserves an award if they haven't received it already. So, yeah, I, th- I think *Dumb and Dumber* is probably a strong number one. So, Chase, you're saying you can top that?
0: Yeah, but freaking Chris stole my thunder with his 17 different categories. It's it's *Toy Story*. <laughs> *Toy Story* uh, yeah. like number one. It, *Toy Story* is like number two in my top five favorite movies of all time. So that's just how important this to me. I think it's, it's very borderline the perfect movie. Man, yeah, I didn't, I did
1: not know this about you. I love Toy borderline Story, dude. the perfect movie. Borderline, I think yes. it's hundred percent on. Rotten tomatoes. I was about to yeah. say, I 99. think it is 100%. It It, it 100%. is yeah. one of the
0: highest rated movies oh, of all yeah. time on oh, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes. Yeah, man, very good. Toy Story two close second.
1: Okay, yeah, the, those the ones that followed are pretty good. All right, so here's my number one. Again, surprisingly, this hasn't been mentioned. And maybe i'm just the only guy that likes these kind of movies but saving private ryan is a 90s movie yep great movie
2: I mean, that's
0: true
1: i mean wow talk so, about so your
2: top two is just people getting slaughtered yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you, you know, just love it huh
1: i'm not a violent man but i will watch violence mm-hmm. yeah. yeah especially if it's connected to history like I'm a, I'm a pretty big history buff and tom hanks i just feel like is a quality quality actor and and all the other guys were with him You got the sniper in the movie you know mm-hmm. everybody wants to be that guy so I will watch Saving Private Ryan. Now, I, I will admit, I usually skip the beach scene if I'm rewatching. It's just...
0: That's, that's, that part I skip that's is tough. when it's the rough. dude lets his buddy die up in the... Uh, the oh, in the, in the bell
2: tower? God, yeah, uh, that's, that's real bad. The most yeah, it's an
0: agonizing thing.
1: It's tough. It's a tough movie to watch, but it's it's just... I don't know. It makes me think. It's a pretty highly emotional movie. <laughs> so that, I'm going to give that mine. Not that I'm disagreeing with the others, but that's mine. Tom
2: Hanks killed the 90s, didn't he? Man, he was killing Him it. Him and Adam Sandler just yeah. ruining it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, so really none of this matters because Chris is number one. It's gonna be the number one based on ninety seven different criteria. Forget Hunter's rewatchability and quotability. Chris has got all these filters that the common man doesn't know about. <laughs> Algorithms that he runs it through, formulas. Algorithm
3: take that Spotify. You guys act like it's just movies here. <laughs> That's right. All right, so you're number one. Okay, so the the last category that I'm gonna give you here is there was always this uh this theme with kids' movies in the nineties where the kids kind of flip the script on the adults where the kids get the upper hand and they are they are taking it to the establishment. Okay, so yeah. the best movie of that category has already been mentioned. It was Home Alone. Right? Yep. Beating out heavyweights and another name drop for you, Camp Nowhere.
1: Camp Nowhere.
3: Hmm. Well, Oh. Yeah, wow. Okay, then you, were, uh, you were you were all alone. Um, I guess so. I guess so. You were is in Canada. Is Paul Shore in that movie? <laughs> no, he is not. Christopher Lloyd was in that movie, though.
1: Oh
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw that. Movie. The kid, Yeah.
3: The uh, the kids. Well, they're all their parents are all sending them to separate summer camps that they don't want to go to, so they basically uh, blackmail Christopher Lloyd into. Uh, Running a, running a camp that all their friends come to, and they basically just uh, just take their parents' money, buy a bunch of TVs and Nerf guns and fireworks, and they just live at this camp for the summer. It's Can't a really worry. good movie.
1: I'm going to have to yeah. look that up. You think that's yep. available on Netflix?
3: I don't think so. Not at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure you can, I'm sure you can find it in any $3 bin at Walmart. Man, but so what a debate. I, will, I,
1: I think but, I'm going to be
3: thinking about done? this. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave you with this. The 90s movie. Maybe not necessarily the best 90s movie, but the 90s movie was Biodome.
2: Pio Dome.
3: With Poly Shore. Because it doesn't get any more 90s than Poly Shore. <laughs> I wish everyone could see the if, look on Chase's face right now. <laughs> just if, if Kennedy ever asked me, what was it like in the 90s? All I got to do is pop that
2: in and like, yep, this was it.
0: Not a lot going on.
3: <everywhere>. Lad <laughs> yeah. and Polly
1: Shore.
2: Oh, man. Hey, I had some honorable mentions I wanted to throw out there too. Just, <laughs> oh my just, gosh. Right. <laughs> this should have been a two-part just, episode. Just make man. sure we don't forget about these. Space Jams. Oh, Hook. Jordan. Yeah, Hook. Okay. Yeah. D, D2. Uh, big Daddy. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Gosh, so oh, good. not that dog. It's a fetish. <laughs> it's amazing. It's, that, not, uh, a tuma. <laughs> it's not a tumor.
3: <laughs> it's amazing. As big as Robin Williams was in the 90s, that none of his movies made any of our lists. Yeah. Yeah. Poets mm, Society. Uh, Angels in the Outfield.
2: Yeah. Austin Powers. Oh, uh, oh, Austin Powers, man. A, a, uh, Rudy. Rudy. I, I, yeah. I tear up every time I watch that. Jumanji. Richie Rich, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, My Girl. <laughs> <Mrs>. <laughs> this is like a memorial. Like, don't forget. <laughs> oh, all classics.
0: All classics. We miss you, 90s. Also, the most important honorable mention, Galaxy Quest. Yes. Nobody. No, I'm not going there. with you No there. one watched Galaxy Quest? I or? watched it. I hated it. I'm yeah. sorry.
1: How do you follow Mrs. Dallas? the episode, where's the space bar? You are <laughs> suspended. You are suspended. No, no way. He yeah. could say
0: Biodome is the Unitedis movie, but Galaxy Quest is the Everyone in this room
3: is now dumber.
1: Yeah. All right,
0: so this has given us a little bit of
1: taste, a little bit as we call it. We've, maybe that name of this episode should be a window into the mind. Now we know a little bit more about, about each man that's going to be on the podcast. So uh, I feel like we should probably land don't the plane. Me. Yeah, Yeah. don't judge, Chris. I feel like we should probably <laughs> land the plane here by saying uh, we encourage you to keep listening. one of the main things you can do for for us to get the word out is to uh like the podcast to rate it and then to leave a review for us to spread the word and uh, we'll be back with you next time we sit down at the mics to discuss other hot topics